Hey, hey, welcome back. Happy Friday if you're listening to this in real time. Really quick before we get into today's episode with our phenomenal guest who shares her story, her personal story on trauma, and it will just warm your heart with what she has to offer. I want to remind you that tomorrow is the last day to get into Passionate Podcast for this round. The doors will close and we start the podcast course on Monday, October 16th where every single week you have content, you have things to implement so that you are building your podcast in real time so that at the end of the six weeks when the course is done, you will have your podcast ready to go with everything that you need and the tutorial videos to walk you through it all, my live Q&A sessions to answer your questions and additional one-on-one coaching support is available if you need it throughout make sure you dive into this. This is an amazing way to, if you're looking to start some extra income or you're trying to get into the entrepreneurial space, or you have like myself and Elizabeth, a story that is transformational for somebody else where you want to help somebody go through what you went through, or you want to share your story and how you can help somebody overcome certain things that you have experience in. You don't have to have certifications All you need is your story, your life experience, and a reason to show up. And this is going to blow up because I set you up with everything that you need. So all you need to bring to the table with this is your story. I give you the rest. We implement it together. We get it going. And your podcast is now into the world and transforming lives all over which is absolutely amazing and which is why Elizabeth and I, my special guest, are showing up for you and sharing our journey because we just want to help one woman. If we could just help one woman overcome and go through the journey that we had to go through and show you what's possible so that you feel like you're not alone in this, that is the goal. And so if you have something similar on your heart that you want to share, let's turn it into an amazing podcast. I'm here to help you along the way. And let's get this thing going. So tomorrow, everything is in the show notes for you, including the contact information on how to connect with Elizabeth. But if you want to get your story heard, you want to get out there, you want to do the thing, you want to take action, you want to stop just contemplating and waiting until you're ready and all those things that we tell ourselves, now is the time to dive in. Payment plans are available for you and I only have one more spot left for the one-on-one coaching package. So if this is something you're serious about, Head on over, link in the show notes, and I can't wait to get started with you. I will see you on the other side next week. All right, I would love for you to meet Elizabeth, so let's dive in. Welcome to the show, my fierce and unstoppable sisters. You have just arrived at a place where we believe in the transformative power of healing the mind, body, and soul. If you're here, I know you're ready to overcome the trauma, fear, and self-doubt that has been holding you back. Because that was me not that long ago, feeling so alone and like I could never fully heal and move forward. But let me tell you this, it is possible to break free, to heal, and to thrive. But I'm also going to be real with you. It's not going to be easy. Healing is hard work and it takes courage to face the past. But you didn't come here for easy, did you? You came here for transformation. And through my own healing, I learned the key to unlocking our truest selves is by learning to love ourselves deeply and stepping into our power and intuition. So if you're ready to do the work, if you're ready to dig deep and explore the power of emotional healing, spiritual growth, and physical gains, Come join me on this transformative journey that can free you in ways you never thought possible.
Hey everybody, welcome back to She Wakes Up. We have a special episode today because I have invited on a guest and I'm really excited to introduce her. Her name is Elizabeth Krause and she is a relationship coach. Um, She's actually found the courage to leave her abusive marriage 10 years ago. And after she left, she knew that she had to start doing things differently and felt called to help and shift others and how they view relationships and how they view themselves. So after years of healing and therapy, it led her to understand herself more deeply and spiritually. And Elizabeth is proof that life can turn around if you are willing to go the depths of your soul. So her life's desire is to guide everyone toward a more loving and peaceful relationship with themselves and toward a partnership of their dreams. She's also a wife and a mama of two toddlers. Wow, Elizabeth, welcome. That is such a story. And I feel like we've barely even scratched the surface. So, so excited to have you here and would love for you to just expand on that a little bit. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on, Stacey. I'm so excited to be here and share my story. Um, Thank you for the intro. I, um, yeah, I think the catalyst actually of all of that and why I got into the space that I did is. I actually, my father passed away when I was 15. Uh, it was 20 years ago this August. And I really feel like that that was the catalyst for where my life went. Um, I found myself jumping into a relationship right before I turned 16 years old. And after that one ended, another one happened. Um, and one of the things that I can look back on now is I can understand what kind of toxic behavior was in those relationships. Um, But I didn't see it at the time because I never had been in a relationship before. And I was also dealing with the death of my father. So there was a lot of things snowballing. Um, Fast forward, I was an undergrad and I met the most handsome man. Uh, He was um, half Dominican, half Lebanese dark hair, you know, beautiful man. And he noticed me. I was pretty insecure at that point. Um, Still processing a lot from the death of my father. As we know, you know, grief takes a while. And yeah, he looked my way and he was very interesting. His culture was very interesting. He introduced me to new foods and things I'd never experienced before. Um, And I also experienced things that didn't feel right to me. Um, you know, red flags, we know when something feels off, whether we like to admit it or not. And I was at that point and I let it continue because of my insecurities and my insecurities from my past thinking that I wasn't good enough. And I, I didn't know really what a healthy relationship looks like. I, I did have that visual just from being a child. My parents had a very healthy relationship. And, um, I, I always wanted something like that, but you know, with everything that happened with my dad, it's like, you can't see those things. You don't, you don't pay attention because you're just kind of in this fight or flight. Mm -hmm. And so I noticed these red flags. I just didn't do anything about it. And we got married very quickly. Uh, I realized that he was going to have to go back to his country and what's a girl to do. The only way for us to be able to stay together is for us to get married. So we got engaged really quickly. We got married really quickly. And after uh, I graduated, we ended up moving to Nigeria. 
that's oh, where his wow. father was living. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a, a big culture shock for me. Uh, meanwhile, I'm still dealing with all this toxic behavior, which again, just avoiding it, you know, and little by little it's, uh, is killing my soul. And I don't even, I don't even realize why I'm so depressed or why I'm so sad. And then I'm in this third world country trying to take in all of this stuff, culture shock and everything like that. And it was really isolating. I felt really lonely and it just got worse and worse. Uh, we ended up leaving Nigeria because I actually was pregnant. Uh, and we moved back to Indiana which is where I am from. And then I had lost the baby at 11 weeks. And I always say that that baby saved my life because, um, and this was, this was back in 20, 2013 when this happened. Um, but I say that baby changed my life because it was a wake up call for me that I wasn't in the right relationship. I wasn't feeling good. I was I was being abused and it was really hard for me to admit that. I don't think I even admitted that till I started going to therapy. Yeah. There's so many different types of abuse, which I didn't even know. There's emotional, there's the physical, which we all, we all know that one. There's financial. I had no clue. There's, there's mental, spiritual, all of these, these things. And it's not tied up in a pretty little bow. It's, it's a not so very much fun package, and so after I lost my child, I knew that something had to change. And during all of this time, we were married for about three years. During all this time, I had tried to leave so many times, always wanting to get out. I've even, you know, I left the state we were living in and came back home. I tried to get out and I kept going back because of all of the things that were replaying in my head from what I was told constantly over and over again. I'm a stupid American. I'm never going to have anybody as good as him, all of these things. And so I ended up going back to him over and over and over again. I don't know what, what happened, uh, you know, after my, I lost my baby and it was weeks after of recovery, I left and I went to my mom's house and I never looked back. I don't know. I don't, I don't understand it but it, it changed my life leaving. And I look back now and I'm just so grateful because I imagine what my life would have been like had I had that child, because I know, I don't know if we would have been together and that child would have to go back and forth doing so many things. And I would probably have to be attached to this person because I wasn't going to want to be without them going back and forth to these third world countries. So oh, I, I'm blessed. Everything happens for a reason, as cliche as that sounds. Um, and so I ended up moving within with my mom and I was living with her for about a year, a little over a year, um, doing a lot of the healing work, going to therapy, going to women's groups. That's when I jumped on the, the yoga train. I'd never done yoga before. I then started going there consistently for a whole year. Then I went to the gym. Then my spiritual practice changed. I was learning more about this behavior, didn't know what a narcissist was, didn't know what gaslighting was. And I was also reading books about forgiveness and journaling and coming back to love because we're, we're all love at the core. And uh, 
after that time, I ended up um, meeting my now partner. We've been married for five years. He is the opposite of what I've ever experienced. And we are in such a loving and strong foundational relationship. We respect each other. We have two beautiful children together. I have a two and three-year-old. And I am so grateful for my life and really what I had gone through because it makes me appreciate where I'm at so much more. And Mm -hmm. I don't take anything for granted when it comes to my relationship. And I'm always trying to strengthen it and always trying to communicate. We're communicating with each other all the time. And I'm just, I'm so blessed and and I'm so I'm so grateful just to, to be where I am. Yeah, that's, oh, I was kind of just taking some notes as you were speaking, because you and I hopped on a call actually, before we set up the time to record this episode and we hadn't met, we had chatted a little bit on Instagram, but it was just like, once we had these conversations, it was just amazing how much of our life was so similar, not just Mm -hmm. like the events that happened, but the timing of all the events and Mm -hmm. the the similarities and how we had that moment where we just woke up and we can't explain what that looks like, what that feels like. It's just, you know, something in you just knows. And I am a big believer in everything happens for a reason too. And thank goodness, because I feel like I don't wish any of this upon anybody because obviously it is, oh, oh my gosh, it's heavy. It's, it changes you in so many different ways. And unfortunately, a lot of women don't have that moment where they're able to get out for so many different reasons, but I am grateful that I was able to overcome that because of the strength that has given me, you know, it's helped me open my eyes and see the world in a whole new light. And so while I never wish to have to go back and do that again, it is just a part of my story. And do you feel the same way with yours where it's just like, it's given you this grit, this resilience where you're like, man, if I can go through that, you know, bring it on. And, and I think too, that just, that helps me with where I'm at in coaching is like, oh, this feeling that I have and remembering where I was to now having this person that I can say I truly am loved in the right ways. And it's not an insecurity. Um, you know, I have my son with my husband and I'm sure you feel all the the warm fuzzies as well, but it's like, you want to just burst and share this with other women because you remember what it feels like to be in that dark place. And so do you feel like that's just where why you ended up where you are now is because you realize what strength and courage and everything that is beautiful comes out of this dark place that you had to be in. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when, at least for me, you know, when you're in this place and all of these things are happening and you're, you're numb and you're just going through the motion, you're trying to survive. You're, you're emotionally trying to survive. It is so incredibly difficult to see the other side. It is so incredibly difficult to see where your life could be. You know, even if you're wanting to get out of a relationship, especially if you're in the transition. And I think that that is so important that people don't have support on men or women. You know what I mean? This can, this can happen to anybody. And it's that transition period that is so, so important to have the support to really, really do the work without shame. And that's so important to, to keep your circle, I would say close and talk to those who you really feel safe with, because it is a huge deal when things like this happen in your life. And so 
connecting yourself with the right people to be able to support you and to see you through it and be there to be able to hold you up when you feel like you're going to go back into these patterns and habits. It's so important. And then it also allows the people in transition when they have the support to really see the light on the other side, to really know that they can start attracting and really bringing in the people in their life that truly feel like a match to them and feel good in their soul. It's, it can happen, but it, it is hard to see that. And that's why I love supporting people in that specific area because the possibilities, you know, they, they, they have trouble being seen when you're in there, but it's, it's truly something that can happen for everybody. Yeah. And such a great point. You had mentioned the word isolation. And I remember feeling like I was so isolated, even though I had my family, my family and I like your family really close. Um, and I had my close friends and they knew little bits, but they really just knew from what they witnessed and what they witnessed was only a small amount of what was really going on behind closed doors. And when you're in those situations, it becomes so easy to be isolated because of that shame. And typically, because you and I have talked about this too, where, you know, abuse doesn't discriminate. You and I both came from a pretty normal household with loving parents. And, you know, it didn't come from a trauma based. I mean, I know you had lost your dad, but you had said that you felt noticed. And I really believe that it stems from some insecurity, whether that comes from trauma or whether that comes from, you know, bullying or whatever happens. I think we get into these situations because we feel seen and we get the attention that we want. And those mm -hmm. red flags don't really trump that because we're missing that wholeness of ourselves to really feel seen and be good enough. And so we put ourselves in these situations and then we get stuck in them. And then it turns into this like isolation where now where we walked into the situation with so much shame and doubt and guilt and all the things that's just compounding because we are in this and we don't want to share because it makes mm -hmm. our insecurities that much bigger. And, you know, what are our friends and family going to think about us that we are in this because we know uh, when we're in this, like you said, that transition period, we don't really know the day that we're going to leave. And it's so easy for so many people from the outside to be like, you know, tell us the things we already know. It's all logic. We already know yeah. what everybody else knows and is telling us, but it's, it's within ourselves that we can finally get up and leave. So I think you were so right when you say support and how does, how does one find it any easier? Because I think I remember being there and I'm like, oh, I want to tell so many people. I know that they wouldn't yeah. judge me, but I still just couldn't really give them the what exactly what was going on. Do you mm -hmm. have any insight mm -hmm. in that with the coaching that you do and how you help somebody build up that self-confidence mm -hmm. so that they can trust again? Because I think that's a big component too, is we, we lose trust because of how we're being treated in our relationship. Absolutely. And I think it's all based from fear. Yeah. You know, like you said, that fear of shame, that fear of being judged, that fear of well, why did you allow that to happen? I mean, they were doing this and this and this and this. I mean, don't you think that's disrespectful? And don't you think you should have spoken up? And we just shut down and we don't even realize that it's, that it's happening. And so how I really like to support people, I, you know, I want to, I want them to feel like a safe space for them. I want, I want it to be a safe space and I want to work through things together to kind of see where those habits 
stemmed from and why the relationship jumping that we know is toxic and unhealthy, where does that stem from? Even though, you know, like you said, we did have a secure relationship with our parents, but maybe some type of trauma did happen and it can completely change and just dysregulate. And so this survival mechanism again, and so it's bringing people into a safe space to help them re-regulate, to help them feel like they can let down, allowing them to feel because they haven't felt and being able for them to envision what it is that they truly want. Have they really thought about the life that they want to have, the person that they really want to attract? I tell my husband all the time, I manifested you. I mean, call the word manifestation what you want. There, you know, it's not like, oh, like the, I asked for a million dollars and now I have it in my mailbox. It's not that at all. It, it can take time. You don't know when it's going to happen. You don't know where it's going to happen. But I have found for me that not only the support that I had with these women's groups and with, you know, therapy, journaling and writing and writing a letter to my abuser, and then writing a letter to what I wanted them to be. And then that led me to writing this list of, this is the type of person that I would love to have in my life when I'm ready. I never wanted to jump back into a relationship again because I didn't want to bring certain things and certain habits from myself sure. into this relationship. And so taking a look at what it is that we truly want. And maybe we don't know. Maybe we don't know. Maybe that's where we need to go back to our earliest memory and see like, what happened? Did I really want this? How would I have made this situation different if I could change the way it turned out? What could I have done differently? And I think that will start to leave clues about what it is that we truly want. Because I feel like we all know deep down, it's just pulling out those layers and trying to visually see it. And that's why I think writing is a beautiful tool for that because we can actually see it on paper. And then, you know, those words can come off the page. It's just a matter of when and trusting while you're doing your healing. Absolutely. There's, there's so many, so many things, you know, new relationships can happen for people at, at all different stages. Your healing is your own story. It's your own journey. And the thing that I actually found for me when I found my partner is some of the things that I thought I had healed started coming up for me again in the relationship. So it's a whole new journey. It's a whole new way of looking at things because you're actually not only doing it by yourself, but you're having a partner with you and so I really believe that it's important to let that person in, even if you don't want to fully, let them in a little bit, just so they know about your story and maybe where you were triggered. So they at least know how to be of support and know basically what not to do. I think that's, it's a whole other healing in its own, but it, it can lead to building and strengthening and bringing you this foundation in your new relationship. And over time, it's going to become easier and easier. And those things that once were habits and patterns will begin to fade away as long as you have that right support. And if you know you have the right relationship, you're going to have the right support. Yes. Yes. I hear you saying things like communication and vulnerability and 
it's so true that we, you know, especially in that type of situation that we do shut down, we close off, we put this wall up because we are afraid of doing this again, getting ourselves in this situation and allowing that person that you can trust, you know, and it takes time to build that trust, but I love that you make the list of things that you want to manifest and and I'm a big believer in that. And I, I totally just, you know, putting it out there and letting the universe do what the universe does in all of its ways. And, you know, it's up to you to kind of pay attention to those things and recognize, but also something that has been helpful for me is writing down the hard nose, you know, the things that I know for sure, because no relationship is perfect. Nobody is perfect. And so you're just going to have to kind of pick the things that you can tolerate and the little quirks and stuff like that might not be such a big deal compared to some of these hard no's. So when you're, you know, writing that out, just know for certain, like not this, and then replace it with instead of this, then what, and then making that list, you know, exactly who it is that you want to walk into your life. And then when you have found that person, and that doesn't even have to be in a romantic relationship necessarily, yeah. it could be a friend, um, you know, that just comes out of nowhere. And it's like your soulmate, because I believe soulmates live in different forms and just opening yourself and being able to have that trust in somebody to be vulnerable again, and to share when you are ready and comfortable, but allowing yourself to not relive, but release. And I think forgiveness is something that I know that you have talked about in journaling. And um, I just feel like forgiveness for yourself, um, it's not about the person, but I think forgiveness helps tremendously in that too. So love all of those things. And you talked about yoga also, mm-hmm. which is crazy because like I said, we have so many things in common in our story, but it was weird because it's like when I got out of that, all of a sudden I started doing my own work. Like I started the self-care stuff that I thought maybe I was doing before, but really it, that was a part of my healing. I started going to the gym and that started to build my self-confidence. So what are some other things? And do you really find that these are the types of things or any other things that you can think of are taking us from this very um, self-conscious person, this person that doesn't feel good enough. Do you think these habits that you're talking about helps to build that up, to get us to a healthier place and a happier place with ourselves so that when we do come across that list of an amazing person that we're ready for it, then Mm -hmm. you think that's part of the attraction is like, okay, the universe recognizes that we've done some work with ourselves and it's going to show up in a, in a way that is meant for us. Absolutely. I, I actually saw this meme the other day about like leaving a relationship. And then that's when it's like, yeah, I've gone to the gym. I've done this. I'm like, but that's not wrong. It's true. And I think the physical, the easiest thing I feel like in my opinion is to do is physically move the body. Mm-hmm. That is, I, I am so grateful for that. And I feel like if I hadn't done that first, whether that be yoga, whether that be Pilates, whether that be starting to run, working out, lifting, a, a, a class, a dance class, anything. Moving your body, I feel like, is really going to start to get that energy flowing and is going to start allowing you space to ask yourself questions. And maybe you want to work out or move your body for three months until you do anything else. While you're still processing all of these things, maybe you are partly numb because I know I was, I was just really focused on moving my body. And then there came a point where I was like, okay, what's next? How can I, 
how can I expand onto this? And so that's when I started picking up my books and reading. And I remember the first book that I read, Return to Love by Marian, Marian Williamson. It, that book, I will always remember, you know, laying in my, my bedroom at my mom's house and reading this book and journaling and just really trying to come to this place of, okay, I, I eventually want to forgive. And I want to forgive because I want to be able to move on eventually because I don't want to stay stuck in this place. And so the physical moved into the spiritual. I became such, I grew up Methodist and we stopped going to, um, my mom and I stopped going to church, me and my mom and my brother after my dad passed away because he was very involved musically in the church. And so kind of faded out, which I mean, that foundation is always there. It's good. But I started experimenting with other ways of being. And I feel like that really helped my journey and also helped me understand that forgiveness piece, forgiving myself for starting to remove the shame and really starting to research and and study personalities and um, different behaviors of other people. Like, yeah, like I said in the beginning, I had no idea what these specific patterns were and, and how this shows up for people. But once I started learning about childhood trauma and the things that come up and how children are raised and the things that I knew about my ex and how they were brought up, it started to all click together. And when that happened... It's like I began to soften my heart. I was able to have more compassion for this person. And I feel like that that made the shame and the guilt and the anger start to dissipate a little bit. Yeah. So those are the things that I had found really helpful for me, just starting to move my body and then progressing into all of these other modalities. Breathwork's another great one too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Breath works. Amazing. I was just going to say, I love that because that's very similar to how it was for me. And I think it's important that listeners that are going through this, you know, it, it feels as if it, you have to go from all or nothing all the time and mm -hmm. healing isn't linear. Healing doesn't happen, you know, in a, a matter of days, weeks, months, years, like you said, even when you were in this healthy, beautiful relationship, other parts of this healing started to pour out. And I think we're just forever evolving from, you know, just life, but especially the trauma and things that we go through. And um, I don't know, I'm sure you're aware of this, but I don't know if our listeners are, is that a lot of your trauma is stored in the body. And so Elizabeth brings such a good point into just moving that energy around can really, what I did breath work, I started bawling and I don't even know yeah. what it was that pinpointed something in me. I can't tell you what it was, but something needed to be released in my body and it felt so good. And so mm -hmm. that's where, when you start to do that release, you start to move it. Then it's like, okay, now I'm my body and my spirit. We're ready to do something next. Whatever that next step in healing is, is going to look different for everybody. It's going to happen at a different time, but it does happen. And so just yeah. something, just starting somewhere, like she said, doing something to move your body not only helps with like trauma, but also with things like dis um, depression and anxiety to just help alleviate a lot of those symptoms that come with that. And then allow your body to do that work 
and then see where it takes you, whether that's into a journaling practice or books, or I went down the research rabbit hole myself and it's just, it's crazy how, um, it sparked something like this trauma sparked something in us to want to know more, to better understand. So I think part of it is to better understand like our own healing and, you know, how we can help ourselves. But in that we've really been able to dig deep and find that this isn't something that we just have to struggle with, that this Mm -hmm. is something that is out there. And if we can do the rabbit hole research and all the things, maybe it'll help somebody else. And why Mm -hmm. not share that with somebody else so that she doesn't have to be where we were and just starting this beautiful movement of healing together and accepting that we're not all at the same place at the same time, but just grab a hand and walk with us. And Mm -hmm. I think that's just the first step is finding somebody that is your safe space to be able to connect with release and find a friend that you trust, go to yoga, start going to a yoga class. I think that would be a great idea. And then you have time away. You have a a person that you could potentially trust and release with, and then you're moving your body and then allow yourself to see what next. What do you think? What are your, your maybe last thoughts? Absolutely. Oh gosh, absolutely. I, I, there are too many people, especially women that are keeping quiet especially after they've left and they've gotten the courage to leave because of that shame. If you can find a safe space of someone that feels like home to you and you feel comfortable enough admitting that you are not in a very good relationship, then what if they were too? They were in a, a terrible relationship and they hadn't said anything before. You guys can start healing together, or maybe they have healed a bunch of wounding and they can take you by the hand and support you along the way. And I believe that can happen for anybody. Somebody listening to this can go through their healing journey and maybe they want to be that support for someone else because there's never not enough support. Yes. There, there's never enough. And I think it needs to be talked about more because people need to know that they're seen And every single feeling that they're, you know, the happiness for leaving the relationship. Yeah, I'm on fire. This is great. I'm so roar. Hear me roar. And then (laughs) it's like, I I like, it's like the 12 step process, I guess. Yes. Then it's like, oh man, I'm angry. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. What did they, then the tears. And then you start gaslighting yourself. Maybe it wasn't so bad. Maybe they were right. Maybe this is wrong with me. And then something will happen. Yeah, I left. It's just, it's a constant ebb and flow. And so again, finding that person that you can release all these things to that will support your journey and you can support each other's. It's so, so important. Mm -hmm. It's so true. Yeah. Thank you so much. I know I've And I think that you just grow into a whole new person through it all, Mm -hmm. because I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, what was I thinking? I would never. And like, it's just a part of you is accepting what was Mm -hmm. and that it no longer is and that that's okay. Because even though I look back and I say, what was I even doing? And why did I stay so long and all the things, but it was like, that's where I was in my life at that moment. And that's what I thought I needed. 
Yeah. It's okay. Absolutely. It's okay. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. Uh, This episode is going to be so helpful to so many women, Elizabeth. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your wealth of knowledge. You're being vulnerable and sharing your personal experience with this. Where can our listeners connect with you if they feel like they want to reach out and, and learn more from you and what you do? First, thank you so much for this conversation. It's beautiful. I love connecting with you. It's just, you're, you're such a beautiful person. And thank you for sharing your journey with me as well. I love that. Um, they can find me um, at I am Elizabeth Krauss on Instagram. Um, I'm not on Facebook. I've taken a Facebook break for a little while, but <laughs> my, uh, my website is also um, Elizabeth Krauss at, oh, what is my email? It's like asking for your phone number. We don't use it. I know. <laughs> we don't ever email ourselves, do we? Anyway, my <laughs> my website will be in the show notes. <laughs> there you go. Oh my gosh. It's new. So so exciting. Well, and our listeners too don't know that you had a podcast prior, that you've done podcasting work. And so maybe they can catch you on a future podcast of your own. Yeah, I'm actually, thank you for, for bringing that up. I'm actually revamping my podcast and I, it's going to be the relationship room and it's going to be launching very, very soon. I'm super excited about it. So if you want to know when that is going to launch, find me on Instagram so you can know all the details with that. Also, I wanted to invite everyone who has been in a toxic relationship, but is out of it now. I'm having a free workshop on October 24th and it's called, so you've been in a toxic relationship now what? And it is going to be a safe space for you to come and learn and connect with other people who have been in the same spot as you. And also talking about the tools and the resources that you can use to move forward and create the future that you would love. So I would love to invite all of you to that if you are interested. Yeah. And you're right. I will put everything in the show notes. Everybody can go find you easily. And I look forward to seeing everything that grows from this. This is amazing work that you're doing. And I can't thank you enough for being here and sharing your story. Thank you so much, Stacey.